I'm Novak Djokovic. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross. A comfortable victory in the end for Murray. His second Masters Series 1000 title of the season after also winning in Cincinnati. And of course that means Murray will move ahead of Federer when the new rankings are announced on Monday. A winner today in straight sets 7-5, 6-4. Welcome along to the Kiwi Tennis Podcast with me, Tom Cross. And I'm Dave Worsley, and what a great week of uh, tennis, particularly in Asia, I guess it is, uh, for the guys uh, these last couple of weeks, Tom. Yeah, it's been the Asian swing for the men. They played in... And the women, I guess. Yeah, the ladies have been playing in China and, uh, and Japan this week, and the guys in Shanghai this week, and they were in Japan last week, and China as well last week, and then, of course, they played in Kuala Lumpur and Thailand in Bangkok. But Andy Murray, three tournaments in three weeks, firstly in Bangkok, then in Japan and Tokyo, and now Shanghai. Yeah, the happy man of tennis. He's up to number three and uh, going to probably, probably finish year-end number three. Looks unless, like it. Unless Federer can do something pretty major in uh, the year-end tournament. Well, he's got a lot of points to defend because, of course, yep. he won it last year. Yeah, he won, yeah. I think he won 2,000 points because he was undefeated, so he gained an extra 500 yeah. points. Yep. Um, there's 1,500 points for the winner of that tournament, plus the bonus points. So, yeah, it's, it's looking unlikely that Federer will claim number three back. But it doesn't really make that much difference at the Grand Slams because no. the top four top seeds, four, yeah. Murray's quite happy to not meet Nadal in the semifinals because all three semifinals this year, he's lost to Nadal. So I think he's quite happy to play uh, play Djokovic in the semifinals. Yeah, true. So uh, Aussie Open could be, well, I mean, it would just be a slight alteration as such. Um, yeah, it's still with the top in, four, in, in more, most likely, yeah. yeah. But um, Murray, pretty imperious this week. He, he played good tennis. Well, the big surprise there in the final was that Ferrer didn't go to three sets because I think just about every single other match he came from a set down to make it through to the final. Just yeah. crazy stuff there. He saved match points against Ferrer in the quarterfinals yeah. and he beat Lopez in the semifinals in three sets. Yeah, each match was very long, yeah. <laughs> but we expect that from Ferrer anyway. So Murray winning 7-5, 6-4 and uh, three tournaments in a row and really he is the form man he's yeah. still not the happy man but he's still the form man yeah yeah I'm really happy to be number three yeah yeah he doesn't really yeah. show much emotion in his okay. voice does he I think I'll go and play on a game now yeah okay <laughs> well for me Boring Murray back. winning this tournament was not a real surprise he, he yeah. won it last year he always plays quite well at this time of the year yeah he hasn't been exhausted this season because he hasn't really had the best season. He's he's reached lots of semi-finals at the Grand Slams. Every Grand Slam's been but his tournament good. play at other tournaments hasn't yeah, been that great compared to previous years. So I guess he's had a bit. He's got a bit more energy left in the tank. Where Djokovic and Federer didn't play this event, so you know the, the draw wasn't as strong. Nadal, well, Nadal lost played, early, but then didn't do that well. Nadal lost to Florian Meyer in the third mm. round, which was the biggest shock of the event. And Meyer played the game of his life to beat him. Then got thrashed in the next round by Lopez, which sometimes happened he was terrible but Nadal losing what's that say now I think he's lost his imperiousness he's definitely not the guy he was well he he admitted that he's not playing as well that uh, Nadal last year 2010 Nadal would beat 2011 Nadal yeah I think that's fair reflection one thing I definitely saw this week was um, signs of when Federer used to be unbeaten and guys were scared of playing him on court uh, then he lost that kind of fear. The mm. opponent lost that fear. I think Nadal's going through that phase now. You know, he's getting beaten by these guys like Garcia Lopez last year. Choitsky nearly beat him. He's losing to guys you wouldn't assume would beat him on paper. And yep. Meyer's another guy who's done this. Yeah. So for him, I know it's his worst surface, the indoor circuit. But you know, he's got to. The old Nadal's surely got to come back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. Um it's going to be tough. Maybe uh, the Australian Open is going to be Djokovic against Murray. It could well be. We don't know that they will, They might not meet in the semi-finals. That that always could be a final. 
could be the final, could be the semi-finals. The was the final last year, of course, or this year. Here's one guy who's won a lot of money this week. Here he is talking post-match after winning the Shanghai Masters. Congratulations, Andy. Uh, you're on this amazing run right now. Maybe not your best tennis today, but uh, not many people beat David Ferreira in straight sets. Uh, yeah, well, I served very well for most of the match, and that was really the difference. Uh, I played some some good tennis um, at the right moments, I think, and held held strong at the end. Hit some good first serves when I needed them, and that was the that was the difference. He maybe didn't make as many first serves on the big points as as me, but uh, it was a very tough match. How special is it to get your eighth Masters and uh, to defend your title here in Shanghai? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think. I think because I've been on a good run the last few weeks, you kind of want to keep it going, and I maybe put a little bit extra pressure on myself this week when, when I had a chance to to win the tournament. And um, gra- glad it's kind of over. I can relax for a few uh, few days now, but looking forward to the end of the season. You can also celebrate rising to number three in the rankings. How big a deal is that? Uh, well, it's not my my highest ranking. I got to two a few a few years ago but um, you know I had to kind of reassess my goals after the US Open because it wasn't possible you, you know you always start the year wanting to finish number one but that wasn't possible so I want to try and finish three if I can and um, it's been a good start but still still work to be done The Kiwi Tennis Podcast Now in Osaka we had uh, Bartley and Stowe to the top two seats they uh, they fought it out and Bartley knocked out the US Open champion 6-3, 6-1 quite convincing Dave yeah, well, Stosa can play really good tennis at times, and then other times it's, um, she'll have these surprise sort of losses. Bartoli is um, good. but uh, Funny Stosa, style. Yeah, yeah, and un- unorthodox to play. Um, she also hits with uh, not as much pace. Uh, Stosa struggles with players who don't have the pace, whereas against Serena Williams, etc., fine. So she likes the rhythm. Yep, yeah, but against um, uh, even Kirilenko doesn't hit with the pace that she liked uh, at the US Open and yeah. things like that. And Kirilenko's beaten her twice yeah, since, since the US then, Open, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So give her someone with power and orthodox game, or relatively orthodox game, and she'll beat them, generally. But uh, she got duffed up here. 6-3, 6-1 is, yeah. is a, yeah, it's a, a biggie. It's a big loss, yeah. yeah. And over in Linz in Austria, uh, Petra Kvitova, she's back. She's finally won a tournament since Wimbledon. She uh, beat uh, Sibylkova, Dominika Sibylkova, 6-4, 6-1. So good to see her finally return uh, as a winner of a tournament. Well, Sibylkova, though, I don't think she's ever won a tournament. I don't know, actually. No, I don't think she has. Been runner-up four times or something like that. So, uh, or yeah, she um, doesn't have the greatest record in finals. Made a few of them. But um, beaten in straight sets there. And, of course, uh, for New Zealanders, it was Arakovic and Elena Visnina against Gurgis and Gronefeld. 7-5-6-1 for Arakovic to win that title. Uh, good play there, of course, making the semi-finals of the doubles at Wimbledon. Also winning, uh, winning Patia and being runner-up in Auckland this year. So good double stuff. Yeah, she's done uh, well, hasn't she? Not sure where she's up to in doubles. Uh, what is she? She's up to number uh, 50. Yeah, up to 50. Yeah, which is not too bad. She's been slightly higher than that before. But, um, yeah, uh, Arakovic playing pretty good in doubles. Unfortunately, that doesn't help her with this week's tournament in uh, Luxembourg because she was the top seed in the qualifying so she missed the yeah, qualifiers. Yeah, she, she was through a round already, yeah. but uh, couldn't make it there in time, which, I don't know, there used to be a rule like that in the ATP where if you're in doubles, they'd put you through. The special or, exempt or rule, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the special exempt works generally for the um, for the single, so maybe yeah. it doesn't work there. The unfortunate thing is no one pulled out of Luxembourg because she would have gone straight in. She's so the she, next direct she needed, entry. Yeah, she needed someone uh, to uh, pull out. She That's is in shame. the doubles at uh, Luxembourg with uh, Monica Nicolescu. Yep. But um, otherwise, no singles. But she did play the singles in Linz too, didn't she? lost in the qualifying rounds, yeah, right? Yeah, she played like a, a complete Doris uh, to lose to some unknown unknown uh, <laughs> in the first round. 
quite but, easily. But to be fair, she won a double, so yeah. still so good we'll work for her. The other thing is, I don't think she's actually playing any more tournaments after Luxembourg. Well, really, there isn't that many tournaments. No. Um, so her ranking isn't really going to go up and down. She's uh, 60 in singles and 50 in doubles. It, it's not going to really alter her ranking anyway that she's not going to play. But that's a good end to the year, yeah. considering where she started. Well, she's um, earned, uh, what is it, about 220,000 US this year. Yeah, that's a great. That's, that's a that's good. Not too bad. That's yeah. Andy's going to pay off a few bills from last year when she didn't really earn that much. Compared to uh, Andy Murray, of course, who's uh, who's won a lot, a lot of money this year, and he's he's one of the guys who hasn't complained about the money. Uh, Andy Roddick has moaned about the revenue structure, especially at the Grand Slams of late. And he was asked in the press conferences during Shanghai, and he was saying that he believes they should be paid a lot more money at these Grand Slams because they only get. 13% of the revenue where in basketball it's going yeah, down from 57 to 50 okay but look where basketball is of course, right now. Of course. it's not being played see this is the thing the Americans particularly look at um, you know the football the basketball the hockey um, the baseball and go wow these guys are getting mega bucks yeah uh, you know forget about it. different sport this is a worldwide sport most of those sports buying the basketball are not worldwide uh, so they're, they're talking about sports where a lot of corporations now can't actually afford to actually sponsor some of those teams because it costs so much. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, lot and, of money. And, and you know, they've all had big strikes. The money, they make the money through TV. That's the yeah. major money. The money, the American networks pay billions for those TV rights. Yeah, but they don't for tennis. That's it. That's so, the main difference. Yeah. yeah. Apart from ESPN, who've now bought the rights to Wimbledon in the US, yeah. they've got the, the sole rights holders, and they would have paid That's a lot of money for yeah. that. Roddick wasn't saying it wasn't about him. He said it's more about the guys lower down. He said for lower down the rankings who don't earn as much money. He said he's fine. You know, it's not about him. It's about the guys further down who don't earn much money and play week in week out to try and have a yeah. career. Now the um, he said the the main issue he had was that there's a golf tournament recently. A guy won seven point four million yeah. UK. This is pounds yeah. as four i think it was about 12 or 14 million us <clears throat> and he said one of the guys who's 15th on the atp all-time career money i think he was 15th his mm. career prize money was less yeah well so that's th the thing though the gol golf is a bit of a ripoff like that i remember with the atp we did a uh, a check of the top 100 versus the top 100 golf and tennis and we went all the way through and compared it all and golfers get a lot more uh, their longevity is more yes and you get a whole lot of muppets who you really won't hear of a lot if you miss the cut you don't get paid okay so that sucks but if you make the cut and you end up being 44th well you're going to end up with a lot of money and we're talking a lot of money a lot more than being the 44th ranked tennis player or making yeah. the first or second rounds of the grand slam yeah golf appears to be a lot easier so Roddick has I don't think he did himself any service any good service over the last uh, over the US Open and mm. um, some of the other things he's said but let's look at it and think well perhaps if they pushed the ATP pushed a little bit in a proper manner with the uh, ITF and with the Grand Slams. They could probably get a bit more, not say we you know, we need more revenue sharing. Oh, shut up and actually do it properly. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just makes them sound like greedy bastards. I know. And that's what he, I think he did defend that because someone he did yeah. get accused of that. And he said, that's why he said it's not for yeah. me. It's for these guys further down the yeah. rankings. And that's fair enough. He's got to look if up. If it was another 5%, yeah, right, that would probably help. But it would again, do, yeah. but where's the money going to go? It's still going to go to the top guys. Well, fundamentally, yes, it yeah. would do. So, you know, don't really understand. I mean, his his tournaments around the world, like Sydney, Auckland, who struggled to get their money, their prize money. So yep. someone plays in a 400,000 tournament uh, in, in Auckland or Sydney, and they struggle to get the money, and the guy who earns $4,000 first round. 
Okay, should that be 5,000? Okay, where's that money going to come from? Is the ATP going to play it? Of course nope. they're not. No. Local, spon- so local it's, sponsors, it's a, yeah. a lot of crap. Yeah. You know? But I think it's with the Grand Slams. That's where the big money is. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. But well, hang on. Okay, <laughs> so a person loses a uh, first round of Grand Slam. What is it? Um, uh, 18,000 US or something like that? Yeah. Wimbledon's 18,000 pounds. Yeah, so, okay. So whatever it is, again, might make it another thousand. Why not actually put it into the tournaments around the world? Get that money, the ATP, get that money and distribute it around the world. Share the pot. Makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. So now we're going through the indoor season and uh, the men head to Stockholm in Sweden and they've got the Kremlin Cup in Moscow over in Russia, Dave. Yeah, uh, Del Potro, he's in Stockholm. He loves it there, actually. He asked a friend of mine who works at a Marium. Um, oh, really? Good choice, too. She's hot. Is she sweet? Um, yeah, yeah, Lena's hot. <laughs> uh, so that's why he goes back there all the time. Fair enough, yeah. I'll be happy to uh, go <laughs> to the Swedish tournament one day. Yeah, no, it's a good tournament and been around for quite a while there. It has, yeah. It's, it's run by Thomas um, Johansson and Jonas Bjorkman. Yep. So you've got ex-players running it and uh, they've got a good say there. Swedish tennis, obviously not on a high right now, but uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm just looking for a Swede in there. Well, <laughs> Robin Sodling, unfortunately, has got mono, so he's had to pull out of this event. So um, you've got Michael Riderstad. Oh, yeah, he's their Davis Cup guy that no one knows. Yeah, that's the only Swede in the draw, which is a shame. Wow. That's the other it. wild cards are Tommy Haas, who's about 50, and uh, <laughs> Bernard Tomic, who's not. And we had a great week last week. He's, yeah. he's inside the top 50 now for the first time. That is a real shame for the Swedes. A uh, country with such a great history yeah. in tennis. Uh, top seed, Gamon Fies. Second seed, Del Potro. Uh, we've got Stan in there as number three. Now Bandian, uh, who's defending. Shayla. Former champion, now Bandian too. He's, he's good on the indoor. Yep. And who's he got first round there? He's got Xavier Melise. Okay, that's a couple of veterans. Yeah, it should be a cracking match. Also, uh, Bagdadis against uh, Milos. Yeah, Milos Ranic. That'd be a really good game too. Ranic played pretty well the last few weeks. And you've got to watch out for guys like Kevin Anderson in this tournament. Indoors, big serve, yep. not much else. That's why I think Ranic would be a good one this week. Yep. He, he served pretty well in Tokyo, uh, lost to Nadal, and played not bad stuff in Shanghai, went out to Ferrer. Uh, also, James Blake is uh, back in there on his ranking as well. Uh, he won the Sacramento Open, uh, the Challenger, 100K Challenger, just a week or so ago. Could play Del Potro in the second round. That would be good. Yeah, I think uh, Rockus has been a finalist in this event a few years ago. Yeah, that would be a good match. I think James Blake will probably come through that and play Del Potro. Well, my pick is uh, Del Potro to win this just because he's going to try and hook up with a friend of mine. I think I, I would incline to go that way. I can't see him on feast. He's been injured of late and he's been um, he's had a bit of rest. But um, I think Kevin Anderson will be a tough guy to beat in the top half. And Milos Raonic with a big serve. Bagdatis would be another guy who could go through to the semis. Um, he's been playing some good ball lately too. He reached the final over in Kuala Lumpur in the indoor tournament there. But yeah, Del Potro's got to be the rising star of this event. Looking across to Moscow, which is worth, uh, how much is that worth? 725 Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, US dollars too. Yeah, well, actually, I don't know whether it makes it good or bad these days. Uh, top seed, Janko Tsarovic, Troiki, a couple of Serbs there, Davidenko, who cares, and Delgopolov. Um, Davidenko is pretty old now, isn't he? Yeah. He's uh, lost his hair when he was 20, but he's uh, he looks about 50. I'm looking through this drawer and trying to find someone who's going to really make it interesting. And aside from the uh, the Serbs and Delgopolov, it's like, yeah. Well, I'm surprised Mikhail Yuzi's not playing there. I'm, he must be injured. Because yeah, um, so. he normally plays this event, being his, this home He's done tournament. Well there. Yeah, Tursunov's yeah. there as well. Good on the indoor surface too. Uh, looking for something of interest, and I'm struggling. Yeah, it's not the not the best lineup for me. Gilles Muller probably be a good pick indoor. Yeah. Game the big serve. An upset. Uh, but Philip Kohlschreiber possibly too. We'll give it to um, to my mind one of these Serbs, 
Uh, Tip Sarovic won his first title not so long ago. Let's see if he can make his second. So you're going Tip Sarovic. Okay, I'll, I'm going to go Troitsky. Okay. Uh, looking over at the women's there, we've also got the Kremlin Cup for the girls. Uh, Vera Zonareva there. We've got a couple of uh, Russians in there. Let's have a look who else. Oh, of course, we've got Bartoli in there as third seed. Skiavoni, fourth seed. And Aggie Radvonska. And Sybil Kova too. Yep, Sybil's in there. So coming off a bit of form. Um, it's going to be Radvonska. I'm looking for a couple of other Russians because Nertseva's there. We've got Vesnina. Nadia Petrova, uh, Rodina. Perfect's quite a good player. Uh, coming through, Dushvina, Petrova. Yeah, a lot of Russians there, actually. A lot of overs and unders. Yeah, exactly. Looking for a pick here. Ravonska. Yeah, well, that, she's always your pick. I'd say Zvonareva. Because she won back-to-back events lately. That's yeah, why. I'm going to go Zvonareva, even though her ranking has gone down from three to, I don't know what, something like, uh, where is she, about five, six, something like that. So you're going uh, Ravonska. <laughs> you're just saying she's going down and down and down, isn't she, Dave? I'm going for Vera. You're going for Aggie. Yep, Aggie. I think Aggie's going to do three three tournament wins on the back because she had a week off last week. Now, that's a 720 tournament there, um, whereas so in Luxembourg, which is probably almost as strong, uh, there's no bias in this tournament, and it's a 220. Uh, yeah, but I kind of like the look of this tournament. You, Azarenka, top seed as well. Yeah, Azarenka, world number three. Uh, Pavi Chinkova is 15, drops down a little bit there. But you've got Panetta in good form. Uh, now, for me, it's a surprise. You've got Kirilenko playing this event, not the one in Russia. Yeah, that's Seventh seed here. Yeah. That can. I wonder why that would be. Uh, I guess, I mean, Luxembourg, uh, a lot of people love playing it. It's a really nice tournament. But uh, your home event, turn down your home event. Yeah. Well, That's a surprise. I guess dollars or something. I'm not it's sure what be. it is. Um, looking at, you know, some fun people in this draw that, you know, you'd, you'd go along and watch and you could see um, uh, Our Kirilenko. Friend yeah, Kirilenko, Panetta, um, Date Klum, who uh, won the doubles um, in Osaka, Pasek, Gurgis, Hanchikova. Good looking draw, this one. It's a great um, draw, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lisicki, Ivanovic, uh, Mandy Manila. We like her. Um, she played in Auckland earlier this year. Oh, she's yes, she's a lovely person. Um, so yeah, <laughs> is, that, good, is that how you describe her, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it's a good draw this one. Uh, uh, it's a great draw too. Yeah, I, I think it's a tough one to pick actually. Yeah, if I'm honest, I, I well, you've got to look at Azarenka at the top there. Panetta's playing well. well she beat uh, Wozniacki in uh, in China in yeah. Beijing. Just looking through, um, Ivanovic dropped down a couple of spots. Lisicki uh, didn't play well last week. Uh, has a reasonable draw. Yeah, it's, it's a bit tough to come up with a, a real pick here. But I'm going for Lisicki. Okay, you go for Lisicki. Yep. I'll probably I'll go for Panetta. We're going for my favourites there. Okay. This is quite a biased opinion, Dave, isn't it? You're going yeah. on looks rather than on... Uh, on oh, no, no, they've both got great form. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay, fair yeah. enough. It's so just having a look across at the rankings there, um, Tom. Uh, should we look at the guys? Yeah, well, who's Murray the big movers? Um, yeah, Murray, number three, Dave. He's the first time Roger Federer has not been inside the top three since 2003. Which is when he won his first slam, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was world number five. And then he won his first slam at Wimbledon. And yeah, first time he's been outside the top three. So Murray has been number two before. Yep. Uh, but number three now. And he should cement that ranking, I think, to the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Andy Roddick up a couple of spots. But yeah, whatever. You're 13 in the world. Yeah, going he down. He had a couple of good wins. He doesn't normally play that well in the East, in the Far East. And uh, he, he went down to Ferrer. But yeah, he, he looked better than he's been. And we've got Lopez, Feliciano Lopez, up seven spots to 21. He reached the semis in Shanghai last week, got some good points there. Exactly. Bernard Tomic up to uh, 44, up five there. Uh, also, Kini Shikori, where's he at there, Tom? He's at 
Number 30, the highest ranked Japanese player ever. I think that's a, a bigger round of applause for Takei there. He's done really well. Well, he had that major injury with his shoulder and a whole lot yeah. of things was looking great and then, whoop, falling away. So who's uh, he beaten? Because he was the, for a long time, they had this thing called Project 45. Uh, the 46th ranked Japanese player was the record and that was by? Uh, Shuzo Matsuoka. So this big project they set up at the uh, Japanese Tennis Federation was to get someone to 45 ranked uh, in the world or higher and he's finally done it. Yeah, Matsuoka, very good player, um, 90s, in the 90s there. Became quite well known for um, getting cramp on court. And this is before you're allowed to give anybody any help with cramp. Okay. And at one stage, I may have been at Wimbledon or wherever, he was rolling around in intense pain. Anybody who's had real bad cramp knows it can be pretty painful and you can't do anything. And he was rolling around virtually in pain on the, on the court. And people were saying, well, why can't you do anything? The crowd's going, come on, do something. Officials said, no, we're not allowed to touch him. Really? It doesn't look good. I mean, the whole thing just not looking good. No. You know, you... It's like a wounded pain, animal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one other player we should mention, Matt Ebden. Really nice bloke. Up to number 80. Up 44 spots. Hard-working Australian. Had a brilliant guy. week. Yeah, he's just last couple of weeks, really. Yeah. Um, Played in Tokyo. He did really well. Won a couple of rounds there. Qualified. qualified. Did the same in Shanghai. And he yeah. reached the quarterfinals. Lost yeah. to Murray. Yeah. Fantastic. And he's a hard worker. A guy that you says they are, he's never going to move from, say, 150 to 350. Hovered around that area for, like, five years nice bloke in fact i think i drove him around the country one time uh just had futures yeah futures tournaments yeah. Um, in fact played them here in new zealand last year i think always says hello polite and you just think hey nice to see a guy rewarded he's 23 years old so he's still quite young goodness i thought he was older yeah. too but 18 in the world it's good uh, aussie tennis he'll earn money finally looks like some australians well he's uh, number two is he uh, yeah behind tomic now yeah and then you Hewitt's got uh, matisevich and uh, hewitt's dropped away Hewitt's way off yeah but he hasn't played much this year but it's good to see the uh, australians got some depth now in their davis cup team no i would like to see them fall down uh, and uh, new zealand beat them well that'd be great but i think it's unlikely it's going to happen davis to be honest and no. um, over in the ladies uh, rankings dave what's happened there well uh wasniak is still there and yeah whatever Somehow. Uh, Shaz is at number two. We've got Azarenka is three. Kvitova, four. Zvonareva is number five. She was sort of number two not so long ago, remember? A couple of weeks ago, yeah, she um, dropped down. What else have we got? Uh, Bartoli going up two spots to number nine. She's the main change in the top ten this week. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you've got uh, Sybil going up three spots and Ivanovic dropping down three spots, doing a reverse there. Yeah, not much else happening. Arakovic, yeah. course number 60. She's uh, moved up a few spots the last couple of weeks. One spot this week from 61. And, and number 100, the, the most important spot, I reckon, in the top 100, Dave, yeah, that we Bramond. like to point out. It's not Severin Bramond. It's uh, Irana Bramond from France. Severin was lovely. Um, I don't know whether this one's related or not. Could be sister. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Oh, Heather Watson is at 87, so she's still hanging around in there. Good on her. Yeah, she's a good we girl. Like she, she played in our, in the Auckland event this year. Yeah, and you you interviewed her, didn't you? Yeah, I did. She was a nice girl. She's um, got a lot of potential, and I think she's a gurn. A gurney, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, she's got a lot, a lot of potential. Her and Laura, Laura Robson's just outside the top 100. She's around 130. So the uh, the depth of the the UK female tennis is looking pretty good. So fingers crossed they can keep progressing. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. Andy Murray has problem with his balls. Yeah, Andy Murray, he's played three t different tournaments this week. Um, <laughs> I know you like saying that, Dave. So, not this, so three different tournaments the last three weeks, I should say. And he's complained that the balls have been different at each tournament. And? And he doesn't like it. He Bad wants luck. consistency. He says he was okay. unhappy the so balls weren't standardised. So let's get rid of Penn. Let's get rid of Head. Let's get rid of Slazenger. Let's yeah. get rid of Prince. Let's get rid of Wilson. 
Now these companies spend a lot of money that, for the tournaments to yeah. use them as the official ball. So bollocks, bad luck, Mary, see ya. So this, this is his quote, this is what he says. The balls that we have played with over the last three weeks, every one of them is just completely different. I, I read in his voice. I think there's something that I would like to see changed. That's not very good. You guys sound a lot more bored. Uh, <laughs> All right, just read in whatever English language. I think this. I think that there's something I would like to see changed to have more consistency in the balls. It's almost like playing a different game. I, I think what he's saying is not um, the same brand of balls, but they've Pressure. gone from one one extremes. Yeah, they, they they should be relatively similar. And yeah. you do notice it. They should have the same bounce and the yeah. same consistency. I can see that. He says, if you ask a golfer to change balls every single week, they'd be hitting balls 20 yards different and hitting shots all over the place. He does have a point. Mm. But also, I think the balls react differently on the court surfaces. Each court's different. Yeah. Shanghai was faster and, this and year than last year. Conditions, conditions well, yeah. You know, if you're roof open, roof outdoors, closed. Whatever, yeah. yeah, Shanghai had a really wet day on Wednesday, so yeah. they closed the roof on the centre court. Now, the balls would react differently on the court there than they would do if the roof was open. So I don't think it's as simple as changing the balls. You know, it's he's going to move from different surface all the time. OK, he's complaining. Do you think he has a point? Uh, he has a point that the, the tennis balls should be similar, albeit they, that they can be different brands. I think and they when have I say similar brands. rather than extremes of these uh, balls, I, can, I don't know which brands he was using, um, if they were extreme differences. And you do notice it. So, um, yeah, no, it's... Um, so they should be pressurised to the same... Yeah, roundabout, and they of course are going to react slightly <laughs> different. Yeah, pressurised to the same pressure. Okay, that's, that's good to say. But talking about pressure, um, well, well done to France for beating uh, both England and Wales oh, in the Rugby World Cup. Oh, thank you. I knew you'd bring that up. I had to. <laughs> Great yeah. to see France making it through to the final. And uh, you just like seeing it because Great Britain, as we like to it's call it, uh, both two of our nations of the Great British Isles, uh, both lost to France. Our when enemy. has Britain done anything great? Oh, well, Andy you Murray's, invented football. Andy Murray's great. Well, yeah, football's not too good lately. Don't talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> on a serious note, Macedonia or something like that. Yeah, Montenegro. Yeah, yeah it wasn't thing. very good. Uh, on a on a similar note, uh, good luck to the All Blacks this weekend against France. I hope they smash them. I think that's fair to say. I think they will. Yeah, um, as we're both in this rugby mad nation right now, and they are crazed on this game. I think if they lose, it's not going to be a good time here. No, that's for no, sure. It'll be disappear pretty quick if there's a loss. Yeah. Yeah, just disappear, shut up, and don't go to work. In fact, it's a holiday the next day, so that's okay. Yeah, we get the Monday off, which is fantastic. Um, one other thing we should discuss um, it's been brought to my attention by a listener of our podcast. He talks about older guys in the top 30. You've got a lot of veterans still hanging around. The likes How of old is old? Um, We're looking about over 26, 20. 26, 27. Okay. Uh, you've got Fit, Mighty Fish, uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero, Florian Meyer, Jurgen Meltzer, Ivan Lubacic, Stepanek, Lopez, Chela, Bob, uh, Bogomolov. How do you say his name? <laughs> Bogomolov. Bogomolov. <laughs> yep, Jun- Alex Bogomolov Jr. All these guys. And Federer, of course. Um, they're around, say, 27, 31, 32, and they're still in the top 30 playing good ball, you know? Will Djokovic, Murray and Nadal be inside or around top 10 at the age of 30? Well, you've got to doubt it. There's a little way to go as well for, um, for yeah. all of them. 24, 25. Yeah, so, tops. I, you know, gee, three years, four years. Will Nadal be there when he's 30? No. The guy started playing on the tour when he was 15. Yeah, but he, he won't be because his body can't take it. His body's already falling apart, although he's lasted longer than what I thought. Yes, uh, that's true. You know, so, no, I couldn't see it happening. 
Okay, so why do you think these other guys are, are still hanging around? Is it because they're playing less events? They don't play, well, they apart don't play from Meltzer... Matches. They don't play as many matches because they're not going through to the Grand Slam finals, are they? So Because they're not reaching all the semi-finals, yeah. they're not playing the distance, yep. like the top four. You think that's why? Yep, that's one of the reasons. So the exception's Federer then, because his train, he must be his physical training. Is yeah, that, but plus that he good? has a very relaxed style of game. Yeah, he doesn't exert himself, his, his yeah. body, his it's, joints. It's more of a timing than a... Put, everything into every shot like what uh, Nadal does and Djokovic too yeah Nadal could be hitting a drop shot and looks as though he's whacking it for you know a million miles <laughs> an hour whereas Federer would look I'll put it as graceful yeah he looks graceful when he's hitting a shot um, and it seems to be timing rather than a big massive effort and sure there is a lot of effort going in no doubt but it looks more relaxed and looks more timed and that's again why he's had so many fans over the years it's yeah. because he's he plays the game with yeah. such grace yeah. it looks almost old fashioned in a way yeah and that's nothing wrong with that. Different styles are what we all love. That's that's a good thing about it. When we see a, a female tennis player who hits a one-handed backhand, Carla Suarez Navarro, Inan uh, in uh, Marismo, Skiavoni, beautiful one-handed backhands. It's yeah, just it's great to see. Skiavoni chips, charges, and does all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, Sam Stosa, one-handed backhand, fabulous to see it. Yeah, I still love watching uh, Richard Gasquet's backhand. Yeah, he. Exactly. I remember watching a video of him on YouTube, and he was 13 years old. He was and good. He's, he's still with the same backhand. It hasn't changed. Yeah. It's, it's impressive to watch. Well, Stefan Edberg uh, started with the two-handed backhand uh, and then changed to the one-handed. Beautiful backhand. He used to get down so low. It's yep. amazing. Um, and, you know, watching him serve in volley. Uh, you don't really see that too much, although... Uh, it's a handful of, of players. Yeah, a couple of players were trying it um, at the US Open. Even Marty Fish was doing it in the build-up as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just good that we do see so many different players and that's what makes uh, sport so good that not everybody's the same. Yep, that's a good, good answer there, Dave. I'll give you that one. If anyone wants to send us a question to have a ponder over and discuss, you can tweet us at NZ Tennis Podcast. Uh, that's tweeting at NZ Tennis Podcast. We would have the Kiwi Tennis Podcast, but thanks to Twitter, we're not allowed that many characters, so we had to shorten it to NZ Tennis Podcast. But this has been the Kiwi Tennis Podcast with me, Tom Cross. And I'm Dave Worsley. And we'll catch you in a few weeks. Cheers for listening. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross.